0: BetUS.com. Charlie just called in, shocking, and he said, Brad Davison is a god. <laughs> shocking? I've never heard him talk Wisconsin basketball. He goes, Brad. I go, hello. He goes, Brad Davison is a god. I go, hell yeah, dude. He goes, where's he ranked for the NBA? I said, Charlie, ain't, he ain't an NBA player. He goes, well, that's cool. Some guys just like college. Maybe he doesn't want to play the NBA. I go. He does not. It, I don't think he. I don't think it's by choice that he doesn't want to play in the NBA, Charlie. I think it's just <laughs> by. I don't, I don't think it's my choice. I think it's just. It is what it is. So I was. I was trying to. I'm trying to Google here the lowest scoring games, of all time in the shot clock era.
1: There's some Virginia scores that are like forty to thirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It's like within the last five, There's six Wisconsin years. There's
2: Wisconsin scores that are like that.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: I saw Wisconsin from March 12, 1999, Wisconsin versus Missouri State. Wisconsin unfortunately lost. Missouri State beat the Badgers 43-32. to 32. At that time, they were Southwest
2: Missouri State, coached by <laughs> former Indiana Hoosier great and uh, former Iowa Hawkeyes coach um, Alford.
0: Steve Alford. Steve Alford. <laughs>
1: Yeah, on this team. I think he was, last I checked, he's out. Is he with Nevada? I think I think he's he's in the W, or he's in the W, I think he's in the W. or Mountain West, I guess they are now. Let's see. Yeah, let's just I think look. he was at Nevada. I know he's not at UCLA anymore. We all know the, that. The re-
0: no. The reason I bring this up is because Saturday, Wisconsin took on Penn State at the Kohl Center. Uh, Wisconsin ekes it out 51-49. to 49. Huh. Good call. Currently, Nevada. Well done, Rowdy. Penn State had a chance to win it. watch
1: some West Coast basketball.
0: (laughs) Penn State threw up a three-pointer that bricked and thankfully did obviously go in. And Wisconsin hung on to win at the Kohl Center 51-49. The reason I bring up these low scores, the halftime, at halftime... Red Panda? Red even Red I (laughs) d
2: I I don't think this was scheduled. This game was not scheduled on Red Panda. Red
0: Panda if she was there, but she wasn't, but if she was there, she could have dropped more plates than what the (laughs) score was. Eighteen to thirteen at halftime. Your Wisconsin Badgers were leading the Penn State Nidlands. Eighteen to thirteen. That will happen. What? Huh? In this game that I brought up for this is one just jogged my memory, it was Wisconsin Missouri State. In 43-32. At halftime, the score of that game was 21-12. to 12. And Wisconsin, obviously, had the 12 points because they didn't finish in 32. Boys, what the hell did we watch at the Kohl Center on Saturday? What was that? So just survive in advance?
1: Well, I tweeted it out. I don't really see many positives in this game <laughs> outside of the win. No. Like, it was pretty poor. And you, if you watch the game, the broadcast kept talking about how Hey, we understand that Penn State might be a little out of funk because of their travel arrangements, where they didn't actually get in to the Kohl Center until about an hour before because they were having travel issues with their plane.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that, I guess that uh, that's an excuse for one side. It's not an excuse for <laughs> that's not an excuse for the Badgers who didn't take a plane. I think, come on, they're notorious. <laughs> take a plane. They're
2: notorious for playing down to their competition every I, every time or. Or just, in general, playing to their competition.
1: Okay, so we talk about their three big-time players. They're obviously Brad Davison, they're Johnny Davis, and they're Tyler Wall. Those are probably their three most important players on their team.
2: Yes. Maybe games like this will keep Johnny Davis here at school. Brad Davison
1: and Johnny Davis combined to go 5-for-23, including 1-for-8 from the three-point line, <laughs> and they attempted just two free throws. Woo-hoo. That's garbage. That ain't good. Uh, uh Johnny Davis, the guy so hyped, and now the last two weeks has looked awful.
0: You know what coincides with Rowdy? When they, when they made the website and the big campaign for the Naismith Player of the Year for Johnny Davis, that's the exact same time frame when he started struggling offensively. Can't, ma- can't
1: make a shot, trying to do too he can much. can rebound, though. And they need him to rebound. <laughs> Because, you know, outside of Tyler Wall, it's not like Stephen Crowell and and Chris Vogt grab a ton of boards as guys that are nearly, you know, seven feet tall. So they need him to rebound, but they need him and Brad Davidson to rebound. Well, they need all their guards to rebound well, but for how bad he's been shooting the basketball and almost like almost like trying to do too much in the game once he gets frustrated that he can't make some baskets. Like, I think his first two shots in that Penn State game were both blocked.
0: Yeah, he's just he just is forcing it a lot lately, and then mm-hmm. he's putting himself in a bad predicament. Uh, Johnny Davis, though, does talk about that. He was talking about how, hey, man, I've, I've been forcing it a little too much. i got to ease the tension a little bit, baby. Ease the tension, baby. Here's uh, Johnny Davis forcing too much.
3: No, I think I'm forcing it a little too much right now. I think I need to look to find my teammates just a little bit more. So, you know, guys like Steven can hit three threes and hit big shots on the line for us.
0: Yeah. Let's see here. Steven Crowell. Stephen Crowell <laughs> yeah. with 13 points. He was a big in the second half in a little run. Tyler Wall, what, 12 points? Chucky Hepburn, a nice little 10. Brad Davis, 9. But what the... I don't know, dude. Johnny Davis, definitely forcing it. He says, uh, talking about how uh, the attention he's received from teams is impacting him, but he can overcome it.
3: Yeah, I would definitely say uh, the attention. Um, now, that's definitely that's a big part of it, but, uh, you know, I think... You know, being as, as good of a player as I am. And, you know, a lot of good players go through stretches like this where they don't shoot as well. But I think it's all just about how I respond throughout the rest of the season and the postseason. So let me ask you this.
1: Well, I'm glad yeah. he's realizing it, but now he's just got to do something about it.
0: Well, is this one of those things like you get it out of the way now, like he's too good of a player to stay in a slump like this offensively. You get it out of the way now. you you work on it and practice and obviously the games and then come tournament time that he's that type of player to turn it on again. Well,
1: if he's a, if he's a guy that's that good, like we saw the first two, three months of the season and teams are now in the big 10, maybe because they're starting to get second looks or they've seen him enough. They're getting good scouting reports and they're coming up with good game plans. That means that Greg Gard and, and Johnny Davis need to uh, go back in, regroup, and they need to make some adjustments.
0: Yeah. Uh, Davis does talk about, though, he knows he's a big scoring threat, but it's fine if they're winning games, even if he doesn't put up a lot of points.
3: Oh, uh, well, I think it's just picking my spots on the floor. Uh, I think I've been trying to force a little bit too much right now because I'm getting a lot of attention. Man, uh, no, I I think that my role on this team is to score. But if to win games would be scoring ten or few points, then I'm fine with that. I think it
0: goes in that thing where it's like you have all the attention on you. You're a Naismith Player of the Year candidate. You got NBA scouts in the gym watching you wherever you go. That maybe you're in your he- own head too much. You're not letting the game come to you. You're forcing yeah. it.
1: Is there other another like reason why they're not going consistently more to Tyler Wall? I mean, when they get him the basketball down low in the post. With decent like post touches,
0: mm-hmm. Those he's been be
1: finding funny. ways to score the basketball, and he's been their probably their most consistent player in the post.
0: Yeah, his ankle's fine. I, I feel, like, a player. yeah,
1: I feel like they'll go to him like in little stretches, and he'll get nice easy layups, and then they just don't. They're like, yeah, they're yeah, like, ah, man, we'll shoot a couple threes and miss, <laughs> we're, but
2: we're good with having five minutes of no scoring. That's <laughs> it's,
1: it's like, how how do you have a guy that clearly has a good matchup? And his score scores like you know two straight times down the court, and they're like, "Nah, we're gonna chuck up a couple threes here." <laughs>
0: nah, nah. Yeah, I don't know. It's right now. I think it's something that's in his head. Obviously, you got all these all the eyes on you, all the attention, uh, fanfare for the NBA, a lottery pick potentially, and you're like, "Okay, I'm this good, so I'm gonna continue to be this good." And all of a sudden, he's playing too. Much, like he's playing out of his out of sorts.
1: And we've been talking about this pretty much all year, but the lack of production off the bench. Like they won. They scored 51 points. They had three points off the bench. Yes. They had, you know, There's non been games with zero. Yeah. Not a ton of production. But I, when you look at some of the bigger guys that have been coming off of the bench lately, it's it's Lauren Bowman. Mm-hmm. It's Chris vote. And yep. it's Ben Carlson. Those are kind of the three guys that have had like the majority of run off the bench. And I kind of agreed with the broadcast. I thought that Lauren Bowman over the last two weeks, even though the Badgers have struggled, he's looked like he's becoming more confident yeah. just with how he dribbles the ball, taking shots. But it hasn't coincided with playing better.
2: Yeah. Like uh, they're they, still struggling. There, there's also the, the whole he took a year off to go deal with family issues, so he was away from, I mean, competitive yeah. basketball at least. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, it's nice to see him Looking as you're looking at him, there's improvement happening there, but yeah, there's not body really...
1: language wise. It's starting to look better, like he's yeah. more confident, but it hasn't transferred to actual game yet. Yeah, and then I just to me, Ben Carlson just still looks kind of like a timid, uh, yeah. you know, skinny freshman.
0: Yeah, back injury and now, granted,
1: year. he had back injury last year mm-hmm. and he had multiple COVID and illnesses earlier this year, but the one thing that just like I just have to take deep breaths when watching for not, so I don't <laughs> scream <Oosa. laughs> is like over the last month.
0: St. Carter Higginbottom at the no, end of the bench.
1: Chris vote. It's like catch the ball, score the basketball. It's
0: uh, easy. You're seven feet tall. Put it in. the. But rim. I swear
1: to God, half the time his hands don't work. <laughs> just
0: put it hey. in. Just like, try like
1: him catching the ball doesn't work very well. We need to stick him or, on his hands. or
0: when he's
2: like three feet from the basket, just missing layups. Looks like the a little kid trying to catch a football his dad throws at him for the first time. You know, we'll the little him. Stick underhand toss, and he just like whiffs <laughs> on it's it. It's like,
1: <laughs> I don't get it, because he he looks so much better. Now, granted, the competition probably was lesser, mm-hmm. but you can't even really say that, because it's not like they played a ton of Illinois states. Right? They played the Houstons Houston. of the world. They played Marquette. They played Texas A&M. They played a lot of really good teams, and he just flat out played better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was catching entry passes. He was making layups. Now, all of a sudden, he's just not. Yeah, he was
0: having some huge minutes, and all of a sudden, his minutes, you're just
1: like, okay. And that's the thing. It's like, we understood going (laughs) into the Big Ten that, you know, he was going to have to be a big body that was more of a rim protector that rebounded and played physical. But he's even shrunk from that role, and I don't get why.
0: Well, we'll talk about it coming up. I have uh, more comments. Also, revenge on the brain for the Badgers. We're going to East Lansing, taking Sparty. I love this tweet right here from our guy, Craig. (laughs) Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. What up, Craig? Craig, you're funny, man. I like that meme you sent me last week, too. That was funny. Uh, He responded to the, uh, did you watch the Pro Bowl yesterday? No, yes. I watched a little. Yes, I watched most of it. Yes, I watched all of it. Craig said, it was more exciting watching the Badgers shoot the ball on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put this out there, guys. Listen, listen. It's like a mother with an ugly kid. Oh. You still love the team, the Badger basketball team. I it, love them, despite the kid being as ugly as hell. it looked like he hit the ugly stick. There, you know, fell off the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. Maybe it looked like the kid was, you know, they call him Hatchet Face. RG he was chewing on a hatchet <laughs> as a kid. So he's like so ugly. <laughs> It's, you still love the team. You still watch it. Yeah, I would it. watch the Badgers shoot and Penn State shoot like ten percent all night,
4: all night, as opposed to the night.
0: Pro Bowl yesterday. All night. Let me. Did you watch any Olympics at all, Arch? Rowdy, what'd you watch more, the Olympics or Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl. <laughs>
2: Ooh, Olympics. Yeah, because wow, I didn't watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I didn't watch the Pro Bowl either. I tuned in I'd a little, little bit of the
1: Fifteen minutes for the Pro Bowl.
2: Maybe five for the Olympics. And then I watched uh, the Bill Cosby, the second part of the Bill Cosby documentary last night.
1: Well, how's that going, by the way? I did hear you? it put RJ to sleep.
2: hi oh, do Do-do-do.
0: like... Did you watch it with any pudding pop? No. Well, that's probably good.
2: Uh, it, it talks about all the good he's done on the surface, you know, that we've seen, and, like, the advancement he did for... Uh, black people in television TV and movies yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then, yeah, it slowly dives into like, and then, and, and, and like. And then he it, got Quaaludes. To, yeah. But he also, like, they're playing like old clips of things he does, he did, like his old comedy sketches and all that. Yeah. And like, he f- straight up has a skit about Spanish Fly. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, he, he also does, like... he's hiding. He was hiding right in the open. Yeah. He did an interview with Larry King, apparently, where he's talking about... He, he's, like, trying to get Larry King to go along with it. He goes, you know about Spanish Fly. And you're like, what? Hey, that's like,
0: interesting.
2: How does nobody, like... Nobody's sitting there going, like... no, no, no red flags. <laughs> yeah. Pop, pop. Nobody's like, uh, like... Man, this guy knows way too much about Quaaludes. He knows too much about Spanish Fly and Quaaludes. So, you watch that mostly,
0: then... Oh, that was just like No Pro a little bit of the Olympics. More Olympics
2: because they were on for most of the day. Which,
0: literally, Olympics, and I was reading about the, uh, <clears throat> well, they're not the Russian team, but they're Russians. Olympic, Are, the Olympic Oru- Russian committee. Olympic Committee? Yeah, the, the what was it? The Russian Olympic Committee. They have, um, I, I just don't, I don't understand this. If you ban a country like Russia, yeah. why can their athletes still come and play and not compete? Not a clue. I don't, I don't get it. Not a... Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this?
3: Hey, boys, how's it going? <laughs> hey,
0: Kyle, what's up, man?
3: Hey, man, the only thing worse than the Badgers play on Saturday was that crowd at the Kohl Center.
0: It was so funny, dude. On Twitter, I saw one person uh, who covers the Badgers, that doesn't work for us, new to the place, saying it was the loudest that they had ever heard the Kohl Center. And then the next tweet was someone saying, like, this is the quietest I've ever heard. It's the Morgue Center. Uh, yeah. When I was watching, it was like, you could hear a pin drop.
3: Yeah, I, I was watching it on TV, wasn't uh, privileged to go to the game, but my God, it just, it, 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 there was no energy. No. You know, and, and the team feeds off of that. I mean, if you got season tickets and you're going to these damn games, man, bring it. Otherwise, why are you going?
0: I always wondered that, too. It's like, are you glad you stayed home and watched it, too, Kyle?
3: I am, because I could, you know, drink more whiskey and, and <laughs> get, of get rid house. of the bad shooting.
0: <laughs> you probably got so loud off the whiskey they could hear you from the coal center because so, it was so quiet in the coal center.
3: Dude, I that Michigan State game I went to, I recorded it. You could hear me. Oh really? You could hear me. I you know I Like the T V broadcast? Know. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it, man. You know, cheer the team on.
0: I mean, for real. Dude, what did you think at halftime, Kyle, when the score was freaking 18-13? to 13?
3: I, I almost threw up. It was disgusting. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand what is going on. Uh, Kyle? He's got grit, and, yeah. you know, they're, they're starting to bring it together. We were talking maybe – tournament time we could see them getting to Elite eight and what the hell are they doing they're making We ain't even look talking like about a 1s
0: we were even talking what about a one seed remember two weeks ago when they were going a little stretch where i think it was before they lost to Michigan state we we were like they could be in the top 5 when we get back on monday well there's still new polls come out today they'll probably stay around 11 mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know dude i think it's just a little low of the season you know
3: let's hope so i mean yeah i mean you are re- relying on five guys to freaking carry you the whole season i mean let's be honest the bench is worthless i mean other than getting minutes they really don't do anything and and hopefully you know i know everyone listens to this show and i hope oh, the badger yeah. bench is listening well, they are. and greg garden ain't gonna say it to you i will get your ass in gear and start playing some freaking ball yeah. and, and, and chris Bolt, use the freaking backboard dude you're gonna score more points <laughs> Kyle, I love it. It's a pep. I like
0: this. It's a pep talk Monday. Let's go, baby. Let's yeah.
3: go, little Phil Jackson on a Monday
0: morning. No, here's what we need to do next time. If they if they have another bad performance, I need you out the call Center again, but this time throwing a
3: chair. Like, it might, that might happen. A little WWE going on. Yeah, throw a chair and get angry.
0: Like Bobby Knight. Chuck that chair, baby. Let's go.
3: You're the man, uh, Kyle. Good stuff. Have a great Monday, you boy. You too, buddy. See right.
0: And They need a little kick in the ass. And Kyle, um, you're correct. The, everyone does listen to the show. The bench is listening. The whole team is listening. It's yeah, that was that
1: listen. Michigan State because it was the where they had was it Purdue, Northwestern, in
0: Michigan State. Michigan State. Was, it like, was that a weekend game or a Friday night game? Yeah, it was a Friday night game. It was the Michigan State game? Like we could come back on Monday. The new AP poll comes out. They could be top five, and then they lost. Because remember, we were in that stretch. We were hoping for. Oh, that's fine.
1: We were hoping for at least. Two wins would be like a, a solid stretch, mm-hmm. and they yeah. got the two wins. But then you were sitting there two and zero going into the having Michigan State at home, and you're like, okay, well. this, you could definitely <laughs> go right. out and win three. Well, then Tyler Wall was Did announced he was, out. Heard yeah. his ankle and, was it? Yeah, yeah. the f- the front line for the Badgers there just didn't play well.
0: I need Kyle at the Cole Center again. Th- I want to see him throwing a chair. I want to see someone's got to throw a chair. Again. He's going to Bobby Knight it. Bobby Knight it. Throw a chair. And hopefully, someone doesn't Latrell spree well okay. when he tries to do it. Since we're talking
1: him. Badger oh. basketball, come on. And now, I, just, I, just, I hope that doesn't throwing happen. a chair. And Bobby Knight has been brought up. Who is the coach on the bench that is most likely to throw a chair for the Badgers? <laughs> I can't see any of them doing it.
2: Um, what's his face? He just came back? Seems to be the most fiery. Shameless? Yeah. You think so? Yeah.
4: I can see.
0: Man, I can't see guard doing it. <laughs> Grabbing you, off grabbing off. See, I can't really see any of them doing it. all the same, but we need someone to throw something. <laughs> I could see, I think Guard is closer I mean, to, Even
2: as a player Dean Oliver was just low key. Uh You
0: don't think you don't think Greg could Rowdy? He gets pretty no, feisty. No, I could see someone like He's from the, the bench assassin.
1: throwing the chair, <laughs> him getting upset, running the chair down and grabbing it and bringing Put it back, back to back. the bench. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't
0: do that. We need to sit on this. I need this. That's why Kyle's got to be there. The, the Kyle said he recorded the, the Michigan State game. He could hear himself screaming. We need Kyle there courtside. Every, going every fun team me.
2: needs one coach that's the chair thrower. Everybody
0: needs one. You need a fall guy. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a fall guy, you're the fall guy. Carter Higginbottom. Rowdy. Carter Higginbottom throws the chair. Then what do you say?
1: Dude, you saw him shoot free throws. You think he can throw anything? <laughs> probably, he probably, he probably, probably accidentally get it yeah,
0: in the stands. Probably <laughs> let go too late and throw in the stands. she's... Oh, <laughs> affiliation with the gangsta nation another g joining us right now zach heilpren what's up homie what's going on what's up Holmes? what's happening you excited for the super bowl halftime show zach
3: what excited for it yeah, yeah. all the all the oh. hello zach heilpren
0: yo what happened you did you get so excited you dropped your phone over the
5: halftime show no, I don't. He's been cutting in and out since uh, since he called.
1: Maybe you should upgrade from that iPhone five.
0: <laughs> 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 Can you hear us? Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. If, it, if it cuts yeah. out, just 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 hang up and then call back in. All right. Okay. Yeah. Usually the government tries to silence Nelson's night transmission, but it can't be done. So Zach, um, God, I was going to ask you a Super Bowl halftime show question. I can't remember it now. Well, I have I have time I, though. What? Well,
5: I was, I was going to say, I, I am kind of excited for the halftime show, though I don't know how many M&M uh, songs you're actually gonna be able to get out I there know. that don't have any Can, can we
0: get something from, like, the Slim Shady LP, the Marshall Mathers LP, from the M&M show? Like, I don't think we'll get any it's, of that.
5: Yeah, it's going to be a tough scene.
0: Like, I'd want it's, Superman, uh, Kim, uh, Who Knew, Kill You, <laughs> Guilty Conscience with Dr. Dre. Come on, bro. Yeah, this is, it's it should be interesting. Yeah. Anyways, Zach, what was very interesting to see, and you there in attendance? I, do you, in all your times covering Wisconsin basketball, do you ever remember a time where the score was what was it, eighteen to thirteen and a half?
5: There were some ugly. Well, for for both teams to be that poor, no. I there have been <laughs> there have been some situations where Wisconsin's been that poor. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about the year when they didn't make the tournament. It was it was really bad, but. No, that was that was on par, that, that was on par with what they did in the 2011 Big 10 tournament. Uh when I think the score was like 18 to 16 at halftime or maybe it was Ugh. even less than that. It was it was uh, a pathetic pathetic effort all around by uh, on both sides. Well, was I that mean, when they had
1: a battle for Penn
5: State? I don't know. Jordan Taylor had 16 in Wisconsin. They ended up losing that game 39 to 33. In Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin got down 18 to 2 in that game. Uh, but yeah, they ended up losing at thirty-six or thirty-nine, thirty-three. Jordan Taylor had led the way with sixteen points for Wisconsin. He was seven for twenty-seven or something like that for Ooh. the field.
0: So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, yeah. I'm
5: pulling it up right. Well, now. Zach,
0: I, I compared it to having like, you know, I don't have any kids, but I've seen. Listen, I've hey, seen. You well, yeah, I know, they're very handsome. But I've seen
1: Yes, Battle was the leading scorer. He was three of eighteen shooting the
0: ball. Now you know when you he see some, nine points. You know when you see some kids sometimes and you're like, God, like, that's just an ugly kid. Like But you don't say anything, you just you just say to yourself, like, that's just like an ugly kid. And everyone else knows it's an ugly kid, but the mom's like, Look at how beautiful my baby is like Yeah, that's a good looking baby right there. Ooh. That was like watching Badger Basketball on Saturday. It's like it's like a mother with an ugly child. You gotta love it no matter what, you know?
5: I I see that, I see, and now I know why you didn't want to compare it to your kitties. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know if anybody was ever was saying that. I mean, I I, I do think like you can look at like all the uh, here, here's the thing uh, like it's a an baby ugly kid. No, no. Here's the thing: a baby, like really ugly face, right? Like oh my god, like, gonna, uh, like uh, that Bonnet
0: cook and put it back in.
5: That is a tough scene, uh, and that's what Wisconsin's offense was. And then you'd be like, oh, but I mean. Look how uh, cute his arms are, or something like that. And that, and that was and that was Wisconsin's defense because Wisconsin's defense had a good game. Uh, a lot of that had to do with Penn State just being horribly shooting. But I think Wisconsin forced them into some difficult situations, and, and that's why uh, they only score ended up scoring forty nine points. But uh, that was one of their better defensive efforts of the season, and it was by far their worst offensive effort of the season. So, so you can look at you can go both ways here with it. If you I mean, there there are, you can find. Some positives there.
0: Okay, so, well, yeah, I mean, they got the win. They hung on. Now Penn State had a chance. Uh, were you surprised that Penn State didn't go for the tie and went for the three to win it? I wanted them to
5: go for the three. And oh, I saw you so tweet it out. I was like, yes, I want, yes. I didn't want. I didn't want to go to overtime. But, Well
3: um, okay, yeah, let me ask you
5: this. On, they they said they said afterwards they were looking for the best shot. They weren't. Going, really going. I, so much time left. Uh, after Wisconsin had had used up their fouls, but yeah, that's probably not the shot. But Chucky Heffern thought it was going in, and Chucky was the guy that was on, uh, dread. I think was the one that shot it, or maybe yeah. And he thought it was going in. He thought it was right on line, and uh, he had already ducked his head and everything. So uh, it, it was not a it was not the ideal shot, but um, I certainly don't blame him for for going for free. They had all the momentum, and you hit that, and you're you're running off the court for a winner at the big at the Kohl uh, Center for the first time since. Or as you say, in Madison since 1995,
0: they've never won the Kohl Center. Wow. So let me ask you this then, Zach. Offensively, now I know defensively in the he can grab a lot of rebounds lately. Is Johnny yeah. Davis just, I mean, two of 13 shooting, he was at, what, four points? Is this just the case of him trying to force it too much, like not letting the game come to him and him just forcing the issue? Like what's going on with Johnny Davis right now? Is it something we or- should be concerned about? Or is it like, hey, just get this out of the way, and like he'll be hot again come tournament time?
5: Well, he said, yeah, I mean, he said uh, he's forcing it too much. He he admitted that yesterday when uh, he met with reporters again. He said, you know, he's not letting it come to him. He's got four teammates, and he's got to be able to do uh, – he's, he's got to be able to count on them to, to make some shots when teams are focusing on them. And I think we kind of saw that a couple times when he found Stephen Crowell for three-pointers, where he, Stephen Crowell was just wide open because teams are so focused on him. So I think – I think Johnny could average, like, seven or eight assists a game if he uh, was willing to throw it, and his team was willing to hit the shots when they when they were given to them. Um, like, I think he, that could be his game. He could do that every single game considering how much attention he gets. I think the biggest concern is, um, you know, his shooting, his shooting. Like, even when he gets an open shot, he's he's really struggled to find it, and I think he's shooting on two-pointers, which were such a huge part of his game, especially, like, not just around the basket, but just um in general like the you know those those mid range jumpers that were so huge for him earlier on, I think he's shooting like nineteen percent from oh. there uh in the last seven games oh. it's yeah, it's been a really 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 rough uh go for him of late, and I don't necessarily I, I think that kind of makes sense because he was so good shooting from there earlier in the season that they're not necessarily the most um efficient shots. Uh yeah. even if you make them. I mean so I I know I what happened. Got, I know I think happen. he's still got it in him and I think that he'll be able to find it. But I do also think that we're getting towards the end of the season. He's played a ton of minutes. He's had to carry a lot of the scoring load and uh there's a possibility with all these games back to back to back that um, you know, his legs are starting to run run uh you know run out yeah
0: of them. I mean the bench is so light right uh, with the minutes and <laughs> i I know when it happens Zach the the day that they UW unveiled their website for the Johnny Davis Naismith Player of the Year campaign is when you can kind of see him like trying to force a little too much not saying that he's doing it because of the Naismith player you know being the best player in the in the country happened. it's just yeah like two weeks ago like a week and a half ago that's when he started to have this little lull right here I
5: thought they just put out the video last week
0: yeah it was like a week and a half ago it was like Monday or Sunday.
5: He's been he's been in this this stretch for about a month.
0: Is this one? Um, hey, we got new people here, Zach. I'm just we're like a uh, rowdy. Wave to the people. Hope oh, you missed them. Sorry, Zach. We're you know how you sit in the studio? And sometimes you're like a uh, uh, and an animal in the zoo. People are staring at us.
5: So well, I mean, every everyone comes to see the the well,
0: monkey we're so, very we're this very handsome monkey right here that i am so yeah. zach when it comes to wisconsin they got revenge on the brain uh going to east lansing to take on michigan state but last time they lost they didn't have tyler wall right like what do, you, what do you see happening in this game is it a winnable game on the road for the badgers uh with a johnny davis kind of struggling but a tyler wall back
5: no they need johnny davis from purdue to win that game largely because uh, michigan state i don't know if you saw what happened to them on saturday uh <laughs> they got Doors blown off of them by Rutgers on the road by 20. So the two games that Wisconsin to face Michigan State is come after a home loss to Northwestern, and you had a whole week to stew, Michigan State that is, and now you get them coming off a loss, uh, a blowout loss to Rutgers. What kind of game do you, what kind of game are you expecting on uh, tomorrow night? I'm expecting Badgers to win on fire, and it'd be a really really difficult um, environment and a really really difficult. Game for Wisconsin win. They need Johnny Davis to be an All American tomorrow if they're going to have a chance. Now, getting Tyler Wall back is huge because um, uh, the Ford for for Michigan State Hill he's or uh, Hall, excuse me. He had the he dominated Wisconsin. They didn't have anybody to match up with him last time, and so I think Tyler certainly is a part of that. And he's also guys like when your offense is really struggling, you can just dump it inside and you know maybe allow him to get uh, a close shot at the rim, and you kind of feel good about those. Uh, but that's a really, really tough ask tomorrow to go in and win that game, considering what they're coming off of.
0: Yeah, uh, Zach Halpern, a sports director, joining us right now. So, Zach, we'll see what happens throughout night in East Lansing against uh, Izzo and the boys. But introductory press conference last week, Bobby uh, Bobby Ingram, right? Bobby yes. Bobby Ingram. What was uh, what was his message as he was up on the podium, Zach? Because he he looked pretty excited to be part of the Wisconsin family.
5: I'll be honest. The most important things that uh, we wanted to know from that is he going to call plays and is he what position he's going to coach? We still don't know. Um, so th- those, that, that honestly, in, in my mind, that's what I take away from it just because that's kind of where I'm, that's where my mind was at going in. Uh, I guess it's not a huge surprise. that We don't know those things, but it's still this a little bit disappointing, even more disappointing. The fact that Paul Chris wasn't there to talk about oh. it either, but
0: yeah, I mean, you would have uh, appreciated that opportunity.
5: Yes. I would have appreciated the opportunity to hear why he chose Bobby Ingram as his OC, but yeah, I, he seems like a really uh, interesting guy that I think is is going to bring something different to this program. I just don't know exactly what it's going to be um, because uh, we don't know exactly what his role is going to be and, and how involved he's going to be in the offense. I, it feels like he's going to have uh, some uh, a lot of involvement, but I also think it's going to be a situation where Paul Kirst is still calling plays and this is still going to be Paul Kirst's offense just with a, a little bit of a different set of eyes on it when it, when it comes to Bobby Ingram. Man,
0: and, Zach, I know last time we were on uh, talking about Wisconsin football, I, was, you know, I said I felt in my plums and Caleb Williams is going to come and I'm done with Graham Mertz. But I, I want to I rephrase what I said. What I meant to say last time you are on, Zach, was Caleb Williams is actually a bum and I didn't want him anyways. <laughs> and I'm fully invested in the Graham Mertz because I think he's the one to uh, take us to the top,
5: not Caleb literally- Williams. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, you, you literally texted me, uh, Deacon Hill starting quarterback next year, question mark, uh, just uh, like a few hours after Yeah, well,
0: that, real quick, so. let me just play along. Um, that may or may not have happened. That was the booze <laughs> talking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we were drinking that day. Uh, any, any chance on Deacon Hill coming up here for starters?
5: Very surprised if it's anybody but Graham Mertz. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: I'm I'm fully invested. Graham Mertz is the guy. He's my dude. Uh, yeah. Okay, there you go. He's the man. Yeah.
5: And oh. you get two more years of that too, so it's
0: awesome. Oh, blessed! I love it. Fantastic, Hashtag. Zach. Thanks so much for joining us. Ready? Yeah, no no, I was just
1: saying. Remember when we thought that uh, after that Illinois game that if he keeps uh, rising this or raising this stock, uh, potentially he'd be out in three years? <laughs> Turns out he's still trying to figure
0: himself out in three years. We're, we're blessed to have him, dude. Come on.
5: That's why you. Hey, that's why you get four years of eligibility. Uh, uh, he's actually. only halfway through. He's got two more years to to. Reach the heights that everybody thinks he can.
0: Oh, he'll he'll be there, dude. And Caleb Williams is—he's—I've always thought of Caleb was a bum. No, Absolutely not good. I'm, Absolutely. I'm so glad he didn't come. Zach, we love you, brother. Absolutely Happy Monday. Bomb. Oh, right, guys, hey, did you, you watch the Pro Bowl at all? No. Yeah, same. All right, that's all I needed. <laughs> See you, buddy.
3: Yeah.
0: Bye. <laughs> yeah, I just—I never wanted Caleb Williams to come. I, if you heard me saying that, that was fake news. Someone, someone edited audio. It's
1: probably what the coaches are telling Graham
0: <laughs> Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and, yes, NFL betting lines up. ...for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com Well, Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy... Howdy Duty also looks like Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine, if you're familiar. He has a monthly column at Packers.com. He penned a little letter saying that him, Matt Lefleur, Brian Gutekunst, and Russ Ball all want Aaron Rodgers back. Oh, baby. And then I saw this, like on Twitter, you can go like, through, like trending topics, especially in like your area. One was Green Bay Packers I clicked on Green Bay Packers and this person uh, had a tweet Packers reportedly want Rogers back but do Packers fans sure <laughs> I I'll take it back hey I I, I see I'm, I'm, where excuse that excuse
2: me
1: I see where that yeah. article's coming from you hear a lot of people that are on Packers Twitter or the social medias or even callers into this show. That say I'm good with getting rid of them. I'm ready to move on. I, I'm not in that group. I don't really understand that I, group's mind group. thinking. But there's
0: definitely a group. I don't. I don't get it. You're ready. Well, we're ready for the Jordan Love era. So you're ready to go below 500 and not make the playoffs. I, I, apparently, Rowdy, this generation is breeding losers left and right. I don't. Well, there have been people that said they would rather have two seconds
1: than a first.
0: Mm, that is true.
1: You can hear a show four to six on these airwaves.
0: <laughs> that's
1: <dope>. That'll <laughs> never—he'll never live that
0: down. It happens to be the time that he joins us on Tuesdays, Grant Pills. He'll never live that down. I. But do Packer fans want? Now I know there's some people that's called in that said they're ready to like move on. Uh, you know, Rogers has done what he's done. Like I don't know how he's going to get over the hump again. I. I'm sorry, but I'm still under the uh, under the guys that I would love to have a guy who's about to win his fourth MVP back playing you know quarterback for the
1: Bill Packers? Belichick saying that you'd rather get rid of a guy a year
2: early than a year
1: late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has hit that uh, no, critical I, mass in his career.
2: It's not. I don't <laughs> think next year is going to be like Big Ben, where is he can't just throw. He off. can't
1: move. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's on the verge of winning two straight MVPs. Yes. Um back to I back. I don't think you're gonna see all of a sudden a decline to like you said, RJ, he's all of a sudden one of the five worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, especially not, not in one year. It's not happening. Now could that be Aaron Rodgers in three, four years? Yeah, it could yeah. be. Uh but next year? No. You're more likely to have Jordan Love be the 25th best quarterback in the NFL next year than Aaron Rodgers.
0: So here's what I was wondering about boys. It's like, well, a lot of people are, re- not a lot, but some people are ready to move on from Rodgers and go to the Jordan Love era. So, okay, well, how would you like to lose? Would you like to lose in like in the playoffs, an NFC championship game, NFC divisional game? Like you won the NFC North, you won all those games. Would you like to lose maybe in the Super Bowl or would you like to win it all with Aaron Rodgers? I, I don't, l- let me just rephrase it. Do you think Rodgers would lose and uh, let me rephrase this again. Do you think Rodgers would not make the playoffs this coming year? No. Let's say Jordan Love is the quarterback. Do you think the Packers make the playoffs as Jordan Love is their QB? Yes, just because I think the division is going to be that bad. Oh,
1: I'd say fifty-fifty. So what we would, don't know. We don't know what Jordan Love is, but you would uh, you would also have to. Right now, looking at it, you don't know what Jordan Love is. Mm -hmm. You don't know exactly what that roster is going to entail. Say they do move on from some defensive players, too, because they're kind of in a small rebuild. That defense could be a lot worse than what it was this year. And you don't know what the other division is going to look like. You don't know how good Justin Fields is going to be with the Bears. You don't know how the Minnesota Vikings coach is going to be. And you don't know how the Lions are going to draft.
0: A lot way, of question marks. Justin Jefferson said the new Vikings head coach. He's very excited because he's uh, he's got a new offensive mind in there. Sp- speaking
1: of Justin Jefferson, one of my bigger takeaways from the Pro Bowl and seeing Justin Jefferson, obviously a great talent, but uh, how much did he spend on his teeth?
0: Oh, he got the gr- hey. he's got, the, got grill? the grills. Let me see your grills. Let me see I you. didn't what? know those
1: were still popular.
0: Oh, yeah, dude.
1: They're more look. blingy than normal. They're more. Ble- I thought that was like an early to mid-2000s thing.
0: Well, I mean, Paul Wall and Nelly had the song Grills out, Nelly, yeah. Again, around that same time. You want to see my what? Yeah, yeah. What was that, grills? like
1: 2005? Yeah, somewhere <laughs> around there. Jordan Jefferson was probably just entering, Justin like, Jeff- yeah. elementary
0: school then. Yeah. You want to see hmm. my what? Your grills. Uh, Let's see here. I'm not talking Bear grills either. So, oh, yeah, look at them, Rowdy. Look at those things. Those are diamond-encrusted teeth right there. I tell you what, a little platinum, a little diamond. Tell you what. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it's like, okay. In
1: 2005, th- he was six
0: years old. Hey, very, very oh. impressionable years, Rowdy. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I think Paul Wall still has a grill shop, by the way. Oh. Um, In Houston. So Paul Wall grill shop. So anyways, back, <laughs> to, <laughs> where, anyways, back to where we started. It did come out in 05, P.S. Yes. <laughs> well done. Oh, look at Paul Wall doing those grills. What would you rather have, you know, do for the Packers? I mean, yeah, there's a chance that they could make the playoffs because of the division so bad. But as Roddy was pointing out, some of those, you know, you don't know what the other teams are going to be doing and drafting and how so and so is going to perform. But yes, if Rodgers is there, it's their division to lose. Yeah, yeah. If Jordan Love is there, it's do they even win the division? Do they even get to the playoffs? So if you're so ready to move on from Rodgers, you better strap in for some ass suckage. <laughs> That's, uh, seriously.
3: No, I know. Uh, like laughing
0: at it. So Aaron Rodgers not going to Tennessee allegedly, as a lot of speculation. Oh my God, he brought property in Nashville. He's building in the suburbs. He's open to playing for the Titans. My sources say this. My sources say that. Reports are this. Rumors, blah 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 blah. Well, apparently the Titans GM said, "Yeah, no thanks." John Robinson was saying Ryan Tannehill is our quarterback. He's made a lot of plays for us. He's a great leader. It's extremely going be tough. Love what Ryan brings to our football team, blah, 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 blah. Rowdy, with that, though, remember the Khalil Mack sweepstakes when Khalil Mack was hot to trot, and all of a sudden the, the news came out that he was signing with the Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Bears were nowhere near on the list of even when Vegas had him going. like They were considered just other teams, like the field.
1: Yeah, and the Packers happened to be one of the teams that was up there as a favorite to potentially land Khalil Mack. And a lot of Packer fans excited for it and then couldn't believe it when Chicago was the team that landed on
0: like, huh? So, And it's like, you know, people want to be mad at Rodgers because he lied to me. Well, you could go look at you know Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson when they were coaching GM of the Packers. There was a time when Mike McCarthy was banging his fist on the podium, saying how he had a bunch of years invested in a Brett Hundley, a bunch of years invested into what was it? Scott Tolzine was that what it was, Rowdy? Here, here. No, it
1: was Brett Hundley and Joe Callahan. Yeah, Joe Callahan. Excuse me. Uh, let's see. You just listen to the
3: question I just answered. Just to bring it in. Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. Okay, we're fortunate to have a great quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers, we're committed to the path that we're on. We need to play better as a football team. And Brett Hundley, he'll be be starting this week. And Joe Callahan will be the backup.
5: And Brett Hundley, by the way. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much.
0: But remember that rowdy when Mike McCarty was on the podium, all red in the face, banging, saying, this is right where we want to be. And then the reports came out as he's screaming about that. Ted Thompson was trying to get Brian Hoyer on the Packers to play quarterback. You remember that? Then he ended up going to what the Patriots because they had a little under the table deal with Bill Belichick. People weren't mad when the, you know Mike McCarthy, and Ted Thompson were lying to their face about it. So you never know what's going to be happening. Like this GM for the Titans could be saying, "Ryan Tannehill's our guy. We don't want Rogers." But Rowdy, you did a little deeper dive on the contract situation for Tannehill. Yes.
1: Yeah, and there's no way. There's no way. The guy was, the cap hit on him was over $50 million if they just straight up cut him. And he's making a lot of money as well. It was in the 30s. There's there's no way that they're going to be able to move on from Ryan Tannehill unless they found a a trade partner which there were reports coming out this weekend and pre-Pro Bowl that doesn't look like the Packers are too, too, um, too much in a hurry to trade Aaron Rodgers and that to quote Adam Schefter if you believe him or not, that The Packers seem like they're in a better spot this offseason than they were last offseason.
0: Yeah, probably because they're actually talking, right? Rodgers isn't, like, tripping off ayahuasca in Hawaii with the Tellers and Shailene Woodley. (laughs) He's, you know, has an open line of communication. Matt LaFleur is not having to fly out to California every other weekend. Like, he's like some divorced parent trying to win back his son. But this time with scotch and wine and tequila. This time Rodgers is like, okay, I'm going to have an answer for you before free agency begins and mark murphy came out with a letter saying that they all want him back uh all the brass are on the same page they want him back but also there's this now they're going to give rodgers the packers here's the here's the report of the rumor the packers are going to give rodgers some space they're going to they're going to give him some space
1: yeah but wasn't the other rumors that they actually had a a meeting where they all sat down and kind of hashed some things out and even aaron rodgers was supposedly asked about thoughts on players moving forward and kind of like what he wanted Yeah, when he talked about having at least a, you know, a seat at the table and discussing certain things from that report, that kind of what he was wanting. Yeah. And again, there's less and less teams that seem like they're able to land him, that it would actually be a better position for him.
0: So I'm reading here, the Packers, $46.4 million over the projected cap for 2022. I obviously need Rodgers to sign an extension that will lower his cap number if they help you know, some of their free agents to retain, like Devontae Adams. But they could tag him. They still need to get under the cap to so tag him. So if Rodgers wants out, the Packers, let's see here, trading him would save them $26.9 million on their 2022 cap and give them significant flexibility to rebuild the roster around Jordan Love. But we don't know what's going to happen. He could retire. He could demand a trade, or he could just renegotiate his contract and all of a sudden help the Packers be under cap. The biggest move, the biggest elephant in the room is Aaron Rodgers. That's uh, obvious. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't do anything, there's... Right, if Rodgers doesn't do anything and wants to you know, kind of keep his money, which wouldn't be good for anyone, but if he wanted to do that It'd be right, good Roger, for him. Besides him. If, if he wanted to do that, there's still a way to keep Rodgers under his salary hit now and still have a team.
1: Well you know? I think the biggest the biggest takeaway is if, if Aaron Rodgers wants to be in Green Bay, he's gonna be in Green Bay next year. Yeah. The only way he doesn't is if he doesn't want to be in Green Bay, he's under contract for the next year. He can't really do anything about it. Maybe he pull could pull a Carson Palmer, where he's like, "Fine, I'll retire for a year he's and then back come Rogers? back." So, you know, trade me. But it's it's up to Aaron Rodgers at this point. I mean, if he doesn't want to come back, he's either gonna retire or he's gonna to want to trade. But I think if he doesn't want to come back to the Green Bay Packers and he doesn't want to retire, and he says, trade me, then I would love to see what the Green Bay Packers went in in a direction. Because it would definitely, whichever direction they went in, it would tell you more about Jordan Love and what they think of him, right? Yes. Because imagine if Rodgers wants out, they're like, okay, we'll trade you. Obviously, you're going to load up on a bunch of draft picks. But there's still a lot of defensive players that are out there that could be cut safe cap and 24 yeah regions. if they ended up getting rid of the Zadarius Smiths even after getting rid of Aaron Rodgers or they don't bring back Devontae Adams or any type of offer or deal mm-hmm. it obviously shows that they're totally going into a rebuild and probably shows that they don't think Jordan Love is that great because if you think Jordan Love is potentially a top 15 quarterback wouldn't you think that if they did trade Rodgers, they would go all in and keeping that defense and, and keeping you a lot of those players because they're gonna was. be yeah they're gonna be competitive, especially in a division where it's pretty much up for grabs without Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, no Aaron Rodgers. Who knows who's gonna win it? With Aaron Rodgers, it's the Packers. Uh, let's see here, our guy squeak from the squeaky wheel, my man Clappy, What's up, dude? He says I think they're gonna have to put a roof on Lambeau to get Rodgers to stay. <laughs> The king says, "Do you think Mark Murphy told Rogers that if he stays, they'll name the sledding hill after him?" No, kanger, no. That's Mark Murphy's pride and joy. Yeah, that's his sledding. That's hill. his baby. He's, he, Rogers can't touch it. That's all Mark's. I bet you he's sledding right now. I think they're gonna have to put a roof on Lambeau to get Rogers to stay. Yeah, I don't know, man. i am, I think Rowdy and I are in agreement here. Either is a Packer or he retires.
1: Yeah, I, I'm still steadfast
0: with that. Now, something crazy could happen, but I don't know. We'll see. All right, we'll talk some more Packers coming up here as there's a a little move happening potentially. I I wouldn't call it saving the special teams because there's literally only where you can go is up. So, it's I mean, it's already a positive if this is uh, indeed official or going to be official. (laughs) All right, Super Bowl is on its way Sunday. Still working on plans for that. I'd probably probably just watch at home. You know, uh, you know, do my own cooking, my own drinking there. You know? Yeah,
1: I really don't have any plans.
0: Same, Bengals and Rams. You know, I'm just hoping for a good game. No That's no plans. the same here.
1: I, I just hope it's a good game. I don't. I honestly don't really care who wins.
0: I mean, I like the. I, I'd probably same. lean. I'd lean Bengals, same. but it's it's not like I like Stafford too though. So like, I lean Bengals. I don't really care for like LA, but I do like Matt Stafford. So. I mean, Joe, cool. Joe Burrow's the man. But here's why I lean more Cincinnati now. There was a dark, dark time in human history.
1: This brings me back.
0: There was a really dark time in human history in the year of 2016. Are we think the same thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is. Uh, this would have been my third year at college.
0: Yeah, we had. A, this was tough. <laughs> 2016 is when the world changed forever, and many could say this is what let the world spiral out of control into where we are now. And some do claim that. Yeah. 2016, this there was... This was the
1: first domino. This was the first domino. Of to, the butterfly effect. The
0: butterfly effect <laughs> of the end of the world, essentially, doomsday, where there was this young little baby whose parents were just, I guess, awful parents weren't watching what their kid was doing. This kid was at the Cincinnati Zoo and fell into uh, an enclosure where an animal was. The kid was in the water. It, was, it wasn't deep water, but it was water. <laughs> it wasn't deep water, but... It wasn't, you know, it wasn't drowning or nothing, but it was in danger. It was. It fell down over like this enclosure, and there it was in a gorilla cage. And this gorilla came down to protect and help this kid. And this gorilla went by the name of Harambe at the Cincinnati Zoo in 2016. Well, what had happened was, despite Harambe's best efforts to protect this kid doing something that its own parents could have done to this kid, to terrible parents. Harambe was just doing what any, you know, smart individual would do, protect this kid, wait till it's, you know, I guess his terrible parents came back to get it. But Rowdy, after that, Harambe, who protected and nourished this kid and got him back to his folks. I don't know if I'd say nourished. Well, he probably had him drink some water. Harambe was then shot and killed. It was a tough day for America. It was a tough day for the world. And I was just saying, it probably was what led to the world to spiral out of control. Now it was the death of Harambe at the Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs>
1: if, if you Google Harambe and it brings up his Wikipedia, it brings up kind of the event. And then it says, dead, age 17, cause of death, gunshot.
0: <laughs> Our sweet prince, Harambe, dead because of a terrible parent. <laughs> Our sweet prince gone off to the great jungle to the sky. As Harambe, look at him, look at I'm looking at, look at the picture of Harambe Rowdy. Look at him; he's just protecting that kid. There he is; he's just holding a three-year-old boy. The male Western gorilla, born May 27, 1999 uh, did was, nothing worse
1: than what an older sibling probably has done to a lot of younger siblings.
0: Yeah, it didn't hurt the baby. He did nothing wrong. Harambe did nothing wrong. And then he was shot and killed by the Cincinnati Zoo. Just despicable. Well, Rowdy, because of the death of Harambe, again, probably by the world such a mess in this world, but <laughs> Sam Hubbard. There, there were a lot of
1: uh, T-shirts made for Oktoberfest that
0: year. Blank say, out for Harambe. Dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> yeah. The name, Richard, short for Richard. Um, our sweet prince is dead. Well, Rowdy, Cincinnati is now... In the Super Bowl, obviously, going against the L.A. Rams. And Sam Hubbard, the defensive end for the Cincinnati Bengals, former Ohio State Buckeye. <laughs> from Ohio. Yep, from Ohio. So big connections to Harambe. Had this to say while he was on part in my take. Take a listen. What Sam Hubbard had to say about our fallen sweet prince, Harambe. Sweet prince, no. Uh, I mean, that's our guy. That's our hero. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's known. Kind of goes without saying. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we're doing this for him. So so they're going to win it for Harambe, Rowdy. The Cincinnati Bengals by one million. They have the sweet Harambe on their side, the ghost of Harambe. This is – I got the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I'm calling it right now. How you? I
1: also saw some uh, – well, first off, I saw that people were saying how, you know, in the Chinese New Year –
0: yeah, yeah, this just happened on, the, like, on, the, on the first yeah, and the second. Yeah, something about, like, the year of the tiger
1: yeah. or whatever. It's the year of the tiger, yeah. And obviously a bangle is a tiger. Yeah.
0: So it's all signs are pointing to the Cincinnati Bengals getting this done. You got Harambe, our sweet fallen prince, the gorilla Harambe, and now it's the year of the tiger. I looked it up. I'm a fire rabbit.
1: A fire rabbit? Yeah,
0: no idea what it is. What's the
1: difference between a rabbit and a fire rabbit?
0: This one's on fire.
1: I I think uh, I don't
0: know. we all
1: know this about me, but uh, yes, I am a dog when it comes to <laughs> the
0: Chinese. You know. but there's like I'm like, what the hell is a fire rabbit? And I looked it up, and then there's like a wood rabbit. Um, Wait, they have multiple rabbits? Oh yeah, there's oh yeah, there's multiple rabbits. All right, but there's only run. Well, there's only one Harambe.
1: Yeah, and I get why they want to do it for Harambe. Obviously, being a Cincinnati product himself, and I mean. Millions of years ago, we were uh, brothers and sisters with him.
0: Yeah, that's what they said. Till the, til he split off. So evolution decided to go its different way. Harambe, I love you. Give me the Bangles by a million. Uh, line one. Who's this? The
4: Eye of the Tiger. Oh, that's what you are thinking of. Wayne Webb found every time we went to the tournament, he played The Eye of the Tiger. Uh, that would be the band Survivor. Yep. yep. And uh but uh, my, mine was Charlie. Always, uh, when you get up
0: at three a.m. to start drinking Ice House, do you start listening uh-huh. to The Eye of the Tiger?
4: No, no, no. I got to keep cool in this place. No, no, no. We don't blast. I threw away my speakers and everything, and I only have one left anyway. Just I got la- plenty now.
0: Because, re- Charlie, last place you lived at you used to blare Eye of the Tiger and the police a bunch, and you got the noise violations, yes?
4: Yeah, I got I, got, uh, I got a warning. They're very patient to me because I lived there a long time ago with Ketcher Middles, and they're very patient but they can, like, it, it, it's not a family place like this one is. and I. Well, I you're, think you're I don't in a bachelor really pad
0: place so, so you can drink a lot of beer.
4: Yeah, and I, I I do miss it over there, though, because I had my old workplace. Well, it's time it. to bring
0: back the speakers, Charlie. It's time to start blaring some Eye of the Tiger. Huh? Huh? Hey, who do you got in the Super Bowl, Bengals or Rams?
4: Oh, boy, I have to go to Bengals because of Tim or Wisconsin native. Do you know, and about, do you know
0: about Harambe? Huh? Do you know Do you know about Harambe? Yeah,
4: I kind of know the player. Oh, okay. and today and today, and today it's uh, Matthew Stafford's birthday, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, they just said it on, uh, on CNN. Happy birthday, Matthew Stafford! So, so Charlie, if I, were to get you, if,
0: if I were to get you a if I were to get you a Cincinnati
4: Bengals Harambe jersey, would you wear well,
1: it? Well, you know, Harambe's twenty third oh. birthday would have been this May.
4: Yeah, I, I sort of know the player a little bit. I really don't know the team like I did in uh, in 89. Well, yeah, how about when, you just go Google Harambe? Okay, yeah, I, I can do that. That's what Kelly always says to Kelly Ryan. They go Google it. There's someone to answer the trivia question. And, uh, by the way, I used to drink with a fly, the boat he took over from. That's why I always had it up here in the head, sorry? in the noggin. And it oh, like hang, hang on. What did you he, say? Oh, I always got it up my head, uh, his number. He, he, he used to have your number, and, it, and he's nothing like he is in person. He's totally cool. He, that's his gig, you know. He rips, rips on people like Jim Rome. Who? Uh, who, who Jim Rome. Oh. The Jim Rome Show. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what? he's totally cool, though. He, he, he's kind of like Sly. Uh, they oh. they talk business, and then they well, just right, breathe okay. a little bit. All right. Well, and, we're uh, going to talk
0: some more business here, Charlie, okay? Okay, yeah. Right. Have a Go great Google rest of
4: Happy Bahamut
0: Monday. <laughs> Bye. Hey, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie? He's gone. Let him be. He'll say dicks
1: out for Harambe, it is, Charlie. It, it is Matthew Stafford's birthday. He is correct on that. Yeah, but 34. I just I just brought up the uh, birthday, Matt. the draft combine player profile for Harambe. One of Charlie's favorites.
0: Yeah, one of Charlie's favorite players. What do they say about Harambe?
1: Definitely comes in as a nose tackle. <laughs> Low to the ground, has great leverage. Yes,
0: he does. One of his
1: other strengths is, speaking of strength, primal strength. Oh, yeah. Very strong individual.
0: Yeah, I mean, 440 pounds, Rowdy, How he going to move Doesn't him?
1: really get up and go, but he does have quickness and spurts. <laughs> yeah, I saw him when he's protecting that kid. Bench press, decided not to do it, but... Uh,
0: Rumor is they didn't have enough weight in the gym. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and an insatiable appetite. Just can't help but eat anything around him. One of the, One
1: of the other weaknesses is they weren't sure what size helmet he would wear because he's got a pretty big (laughs) head.
0: (laughs) He's one of Charlie's favorite players. Oh, I got Harambe. Yeah, line two. Good morning. Who's this?
3: Oh, I forgot to say something. Happy Women's Day.